0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Um, in this episode, I've got uh, Sydney with me. Sydney, how's it going?
1: Uh, pretty good. You?
0: Pretty good. Um, so I think, I, is your last name Somerville, or can you kind of explain the EA portion on, on Facebook? Uh,
1: my last name is Somerville. I have my Facebook last name as EA as the first initial of each of my middle names, so it makes it a bit makes it a bit tougher for people I don't want to find me to be able to find me.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> and, um, have you always spelled Sydney with two Y's or is that part of the, like the.
1: That's, uh, it's actually a funny story. Um, I didn't mean to do that. My Y button jammed and now it won't let me change it.
0: Oh, nice. And now it's, now it's yours forever.
1: It is permanent. Yes.
0: That's, that's <laughs> kind of cool. It kind of worked out, I guess. So I, uh, I want to say I don't know anything about you um, because that probably sounds really terrible, but I mean, I know of you. Um, I think I've seen you surface on Facebook at some tournaments. um, And I remember you being, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, at the LA Classic last year in LA. Were you there? Pardon me? Were you at that tournament? Uh, Yeah, I was. Okay, cool. So, yeah, a lot of these questions, um, you know, a lot of them are kind of just generic um, for for the – for the listeners but also just for myself so why don't we just go ahead and start with um what team do you currently play for or what are you what are you best known for right now
1: um i don't really have a home right now when it comes to like elite or team canada anything like that i'm not on any national team i haven't joined the elite you know picture yet i'm i'm kind of just home league right now so a cloth
0: so cloth is um where you play most of your dodgeball
1: Uh, Yeah, we're a very cloth-oriented group of people. That's what Hamilton is most.
0: Okay, actually, yeah, so let's back up some more Then, So first of all, where are you from? Like, where where are you right now? Uh,
1: Hamilton, Ontario.
0: Hamilton, Ontario. Actually, I've got a map pulled up so I can kind of have an idea of where you're at. And um, so you're mostly cloth. So is it a league that you play for, organization, or?
1: I play for a league. It's called uh, Grimsby Smash.
0: Grimsby smash okay yeah I'm probably not gonna spell it right if you're looking at my notes but um there's no e in it no e okay awesome <laughs> this is cool like I so so part of just to give uh the audience some context I'm trying to go a little bit beyond um the states I mean I, I have a tendency to gravitate around um the west obviously the west coast um that's where I'm from but um I know Sergio has a lot of a lot of contacts and people he knows that are international, and I kind of want to start moving out in that area. So, um, if you just don't mind bearing with me, I I like know nothing about Canada. Um, I know Oh, well, that that's
1: perfectly fine.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I know there's there's Vancouver, um, Toronto dodgeball league, um, Winnipeg dodgeball. Um, so yeah, if I if I sound like a like a newbie, I, I completely am. But um... <laughs> so cloth, how how popular is that in um, in Canada?
1: Um, it's not too popular overall in Canada. Canada, as a whole, is mostly foam. Okay. It's more Hamilton, Grimsby, and that area. We're all cloth players. Like there's a very select few of us that'll travel out to Toronto for foam tournaments, but majority of us are just class leagues and little draft tournaments here and there.
0: Gotcha. And how did you get started?
1: My parents actually. Um, they played in a league some odd years ago and they needed a sub so me and my brother subbed and then they put us in a kids league we ended up getting bumped up because we threw too hard
0: nice yeah that seems to be the case with uh like how old were you around that time
1: um i believe i was anywhere from 8 to 10
0: and you're throwing too hard that they had to bump you up at that age
1: yeah they well uh, my brother was in it too they had to bump both of us up from kids league to adult league um because we were throwing too hard. Because it was, I guess, just for fun, and we were not playing just for fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Already playing for Keeves. Um, oh yeah. So your parents didn't have any problems with like grown, grown adults throwing projectiles at their kids, huh? It was, it was the other oh, way around. Oh no,
1: I've been in, I've been in adult league since I was about twelve. Huh. Yeah.
0: So have you, have you played other sports then, or were you playing other sports while growing up?
1: I was volleyball mostly had a couple other bouncing around but volleyball was my main play a little bit of soccer
0: okay so competing it was nothing foreign to you at that point you, you this is just another sport for you to pick up and and take not seriously but just be competitive in
1: uh yeah it's kind of it runs in the family if you don't have a sport then you're not really a Somerville
0: <laughs> oh nice
1: yeah
0: <laughs> okay so that answers some questions like oh what what drives you and and why are you competitive but um do your parents still oh play? it
1: comes from my family 100 percent. yeah actually um my dad plays on the league team that i was talking about he's on my team
0: what's that like playing with your with your dad pardon me like what, what's that do you guys ever like get in arguments or like is
1: We used to like a long time ago. We used to get into an arguments. It's mostly if we play against each other because we butt heads. Right. But when we play on a team together, we actually work very well together.
0: That's crazy. I could never see myself uh, playing any kind of sports with my parents.
1: Yeah, my whole family plays.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think I've ever experienced that. So I don't know if you. If you listen to previous episodes but i used to run a dodgeball league in tucson arizona for for quite some time and like the i would get like the siblings here and there and i, w- I would get a mixture of like kids um you know 12 13 years old and i would just wonder like what kind of parents allow this but um you know the, the kids would eventually start to pick up on it and become really good and they would basically be able to hang with the adults but i've never seen like a father-daughter father-son uh, combination that's, that's pretty cool and it's cool that they're still playing oh, yeah
1: yeah it's been a, been a long time that we've played together
0: nice well do you have like a do you have a number like a set number
1: I do I I aim to be number 16 for any team I play on it doesn't matter the sport how come uh, that's been my number since I was a kid I don't remember the specific reason but I know I had one but but just... that was back when I was about 6 or 7 so I don't really remember
0: but you liked it and it's just uh, stuck since then
1: oh yeah every single time I, I i feel foreign when i have a different number
0: huh yeah i can i can see that throws
1: off my whole game
0: yeah you're just like alien like this isn't my jersey i don't know what's going on yeah that's <laughs> yeah, funny little things like that can can kind of throw you off especially for just used to traditions but um well that's cool so your parents got you into dodgeball um you played a couple sports growing up but um, was that your first experience with dodgeball ever? Or did you ever play it like as a as a kid in elementary school? Or
1: um, I played a version of it in elementary school where they would just kind of throw a bunch of balls into the middle and say "Have at her, <laughs> every man for himself."
0: Nice. And um, I mean, did you enjoy that when that happened, or like when did you fully like first experience like true dodgeball? And, and what was that like for you?
1: Uh, it would be the kids league and. It was fun when I got to play against my brother because even as a kid, I was really competitive. So playing against anybody but my brother wasn't very fun because they were just a bunch of kids running around, throwing a ball at a wall. Look how hard I can throw kind of thing. And I was teeing off on people because that's just how it is. (laughs) It's
0: just what you were expecting. and So your brother made it fun then. Everybody else is just kind of like cannon fodder and not really figuring out what's going on. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, would you say volleyball or soccer kind of helped um, with dodgeball or for you, was it like, like, how how'd you get better at it? And how'd you like, as you started to pick it up and compete in the leagues?
1: So volleyball kind of helped with my footwork because I am, I'm not coordinated at all. I'm actually very klutzy. I trip over everything, including nothing. Um, and soccer helped with uh, catching. Cause I was a goalie because I don't like to run running's not my thing. So I used to stand at the back and just wait for it to come to me and that kind of helped me not be afraid of the ball. Just able to bring it into my body and secure it very easily.
0: Yeah, I I like playing goalie just because I can use my hands. I can't, I can't not do it and I I can't stand soccer for that reason.
1: Yeah, and it, it also helped with my throwing to be honest because instead of drop kicking it because again uncoordinated I would toss the ball up and go to drop kick it and completely miss it. So instead of drop kicking it, I used to throw it, and as I progressed, my throw got faster, harder, farther. Nice. So.
0: And how long total have you have you been playing? Pardon me. Uh, how long have you been playing dodgeball total?
1: Uh, around eleven years.
0: Eleven years, okay. Kind of a kind of the preliminary question I, I meant to ask earlier, just because I'm trying to trying to get an idea of of um of like your background. Um, so you've been playing for about 11 years. Are there, and this is where like the, the total noob in me is going to come out, but what, uh, what big, uh, Canadian tournaments are there? So like, you know, we have our elite down here in the States and we have like the classic and, um, some of the other events like that, but what's, what's big in Canada?
1: Uh, well, we don't have anything like elite. Like we don't have, you put together a team and attend different tournaments We have a couple of phone teams that have been together for a while that go to every single co-ed tournament together. Um, So we have uh, Barry, which is the National Dodgeball Festival. Huge tournament, massive tournament, hundreds of teams, a lot of fun, very confusing, but also a lot of drinking involved. Awesome. (laughs) And then we have the Forest City Invitational, which is, I think I said that right. It's in London, Ontario, and that's a pretty big tournament. A lot of us use that as practice for provincials. And then we also have our provincial tournament and then our national tournament as part of the Team Canada selection.
0: Okay. Wow. So, so, so Barry, that's I've
1: all foam, all foam. This is all foam. Yes.
0: So, so Barry, I, I have heard of that one. Um, I know Dylan out here in Arizona has gone to that, um, and some of the other, which the which other one? West, um, Clark Odin. Oh, to, I meant
1: which tournament?
0: Oh, to uh, to Barry.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The Americans. Every time the Americans come down, they destroy all of us, but we still enjoy it.
0: I'm kind of happy to hear that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good. I mean, that's we got we got worlds coming up, and so we definitely want to hear that uh, U.S. is looking good. Um, oh yeah. So you got Barry. That's a pretty big one. You said the Forest City Invitational, um, and then you said provincial, uh, Pro- provincials, Provin- ah. Yes. What what's that?
1: So our selection works a lot different than the USA because you guys have a combine, don't you?
0: Yes, and it's new. It's like this was our second combine ever.
1: Yeah. So for us, it's you put together a team and you practice together. And then the provincial tournament is your team goes in. You try to place like top three or top two or something like that. And the top two teams get sent to nationals as a team to compete for Ontario and then they put together a team of uh free agents and they send them to nationals if that's i'm cool. thinking of that correctly yeah i think i'm yes i did okay top top three team top two teams and provincials go to nationals and then they put together a free agent team that's how that works Okay.
0: cool okay so you guys have like um and, and this is where i feel like we're kind of behind um before like we i and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think uh, we started. We, as in the states, started looking at international anything, a world's anything, until like 2000, maybe 12, 13, um, as spearheaded by by Bill Fair and the International Rampage team. And then lo and behold, uh, there's a bunch of countries out there that actually play dodgeball. They play foam. That's kind of what helped start foam down here in the states. And it was kind of like a like one or two tryouts, and then if you if you made it, great. And then, you know, we'll try to take like the best, but you know, we'll send what we have. Whereas it sounds like Canada has like, like a a clear path. Like you're saying, play in the provincials and then you represent your state and then you go to nationals. And then from there, the national team is, is selected.
1: Uh, yeah. So there's like, there's medals involved for top three teams of men's and women's, but the selection committee can pick whoever.
0: That's crazy. So when you when you go back to like say you're, you're starting out from scratch like the the, the season or um, like you want to play in the 2020 um, worlds, uh, do you just pick like five or six of your favorite people or like do, do leagues run it differently, or like how do you how do you start that first team i guess
1: Are you asking how we start the provincial team right uh well, uh, it depends on how well you've networked yourself so it can come from talking to people and then they talk to somebody else and it turns out that they're looking for somebody or you can post as a free agent on the page because they usually make a Facebook event for it to um, put people like if you're looking for a team and you don't want to play for the free agent team at provincials you can post and then if people need somebody they'll pick you up it basically works as any other tournament if you know somebody that's putting together a team and you guys work well together um if you post and somebody needs a person then or sometimes you can message the person running provincials and they'll put you on a team of other players that don't have a team and that team gets put into provincials
0: gotcha so the best thing is pretty much just make a big name for yourself get noticed network and then hop on a team that's already going to go
1: kind of yeah
0: that's one way okay that's cool so how long um how long is the process from like provincials to the national team is selected?
1: Um, so I believe last year provincials was in February, if I'm not mistaken. And then the, so you already knew who won the tournament and who came second. So they were sent. So we basically, we just wait for the free agent invitations to be, individual invitations to be sent out which happened about i want to say a week or two after provincials and then we have from the end of provincials till our nationals was in april i think in prince edward island so we have that period of time to train and then nationals and then after nationals i believe it's another two-week waiting period if i remember correctly until victor which who is the coach of team canada foam He'll make the call out to say, "Congratulations! We want to extend an invite," and yada yada yada. And then he sends out an email, and in, um, including all the information you need, like practice times, what you need to bring to practice, all that stuff. Oh, there's, yeah. um, you know, it's it's a very official process. It takes a little bit, but thank God there's a lot of dodgeball involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes it all worthwhile once you once you're out there playing. Um, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's. Definitely different than how we do it, Um, because as I said, like the the combine, this was a second time where it's actually been like a a, like a like a legitimate tryout for people across the states to come in and play. And obviously, as they're playing in elite and other USA dodgeball sanctioned events, they've got scouts kind of eyeballing them just to see how they mesh and all that stuff. So some of the decision making might be already made by the time players do get to the combine, but that's like the final like their final test. But Definitely not as um, much of a progression as, as what you're listing out. And um, that's cool, though, because, I mean, we, we've we've had a lot of, um, I don't want to say controversy over how Team USA is, is, has been run in the past, but this is definitely a much better version, and I think we're kind of modeling ourselves after, you know, you guys and, and the UK and, and some of the other countries, so, because it seems like you guys are way more established in this regard, so...
1: It's it's a very well run process in my opinion. I do enjoy both tournaments. It's a, even if you don't get selected, it's a f- phenomenal experience. The people you come across, the the even if you cross paths with somebody that's on selection committee, or if you see Victor or something, they give you tips like just the information you receive, the people you meet, the dodgeball you play, like the competition you run into. It's amazing.
0: It's just a great experience all around. Mhm. Nice. I, uh, our first season back in 2015, we quickly interviewed, uh, John Snow. Do you know his name? Do you know that guy? Is it or is it Snow? Um, a Canadian player, by the name of Snow. Um, I think it's John. Jeff Snow? Oh my God. Yep. That was Game of Thrones getting stuck. Jeff Snow. I do
1: know Jeff Snow.
0: <laughs> okay. Is, is he still playing? Cause like, that's how little or how much I know about, uh, Team Canada in, in any regards. So, um. Yeah, you just just kind of brought back a quick memory, but um, go ahead. yes,
1: he is still playing. I believe Canada would probably go into an uproar if he stopped playing. Wow,
0: yeah, he's been he's been out there for for a bit, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? Uh, and I don't know if this is if we're, we'll be we'll be coming across this later on the, in the crowdsource questions, but if you don't mind, kind of help me understand: is this WDBF Canada or is this WDA Canada, or are they both the same, or is there like a a distinction between the two or is that something that you can kind of talk about or
1: um so the extent of my knowledge is that WDBF, that would be the world dodgeball federation if i'm correct mm-hmm. which is foam and then wdba w, bleh, wda world dodgeball association is cloth and to my knowledge if i remember correctly because i was told this a while ago um, I believe they are trying to merge with each other which will change a lot of things going on it'll it will almost guaranteed it'll help us run a more organized um, you know try out for cloth and practices for class something, things like that but I don't know much other than that there might be a merger happening
0: interesting so the with, with the provincials and um how team Canada was selected you're that we you describing the WDPF version right mm-hmm. okay just trying to make sure I'm, I'm tracking both um yeah because and maybe I can talk to um some of the U.S. players here on the WDA side because uh, that's something I wanted to kind of get to know more as well but they, they have a completely different process like they've got tryouts and then it's selected but it's like biannual so um I can get into that at some other point in case people, uh, on the U.S. side want to know about it, but, um, let me think for a second. So there might be a merger. Um, so what would that look like? Do, like, is there, okay. Cause here we have like this, um, I feel like it's a losing battle, but you know, we've are converting from 8.5 rubber to foam. Um, and, and it's like foam where I feel like is winning. I feel, I feel like foam is pretty much going to take over in the next couple of years. And a lot of us that grew up playing eight point five ball are just gonna have to get used to that. Is is there something similar between um, you guys with foam and cloth, or do you guys kind of interchange them, or how does how does that work, ball wise? Um,
1: so, like I said, Hamilton is basically strictly cloth. Like we have one foam league here, and it's it's not really. I wouldn't really call it competitive at all. It's kind of there's no court awareness. There's no team throwing. There's no, you know, hard boundaries. There's it's the rules are very flimsy. Like you can basically do whatever you want. So that, that's basically all we have in Hamilton. And then Toronto is where all your competitive leagues are. Like you have downtown dodgeball, you have Toronto dodgeball, you have um, BPM and there's probably other ones that I'm forgetting because my memory is awful, but Toronto is the, it's, it's, that's where all our dodgeball is basically for Canada. I find that Toronto is probably our most like established area for dodgeball. Whereas Hamilton, we're kind of, we have a couple leagues, we have a couple tournaments, and it's all cloth. Like everybody here is basically afraid of any other dodgeball type.
0: Huh. I would, I would think, um, I think people, I would think people would be more afraid of cloth because they feel like that could be thrown a little bit harder. But I could be—I've only played cloth like once or twice in my my entire career. So
1: it's definitely something to get used to. But we've we grew up with it. Like the fir- very first league in Hamilton was eight and a half cloth, and then we moved from eight and a half cloth to seven inch cloth gradually, and then everybody started playing with that. But if for a lot of our players, the way they throw, the way they play. Just what they're used to transferring from cloth to foam is basically impossible.
0: Hmm. How would you rate your, your, like, so do you prefer cloth then? Is that, is that fair to say? Like that's your preferred ball? No. Oh, okay. Is, is it foam there?
1: <laughs> My preferred ball is actually no sting. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So do you play cloth just because that's what's available then and just kind of make do or...
1: I continue to play cloth leagues because my dad's still around and I really, really enjoy playing with him.
0: Oh, that's probably the best answer I have heard in terms of like why people prefer a specific kind of ball. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm forcing him to play with me for a couple more seasons before he decides to call it quits.
0: Nice. Shouldn't you get as much out as you can? Oh, Yeah that's pretty cool he likes
1: um, to claim that he's old but he's definitely one of the top tier players in hamilton for sure
0: nice okay so your favorite your, your preferred ball, ball type is no sting now is that something that you get to play often in, in like the hamilton toronto area i'm oh. looking at i actually pulled up google maps so like do you go to toronto at all to play or are you strictly in hamilton most of the time
1: I'm one of the Hamilton players that travels out as much as possible to get to the Toronto tournaments. Like, I've gone out on Tuesday night for their drop-in. I've gone to—I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, They're two-v-two tournaments. I try to make as many court tournaments as I can. Like, um, I enjoy the competitive scene out there. It's definitely—it helps me get better, right. and it's—it's—it's it's, it's definitely a good, it's a change of scenery. And I very much enjoy it.
0: Okay, cool. And then, because to kind answer
1: of... your, to answer your question from earlier, no, I do not get any no sting in Hamilton. None.
0: Gotcha. it. Yeah, I kind of derailed myself there. I've got ADD right now because I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to look. I'm like, stalking you. In other words, I'm like, okay, she's close to Buffalo, and then Toronto here, and like, because my geography is terrible. Apparently, I didn't know you were like this close to, the states. But so, what do you? How, where do you get your nose sting fixed then? Here in the states, um, or.
1: So I, I used to just come out to the States and play it anytime I was out there. But I have made it my mission to collect at least three of each ball type. So I currently have three no stings. And um, with the people who are brave enough in Hamilton, uh, we used to do what we called peach king runs. So, do you know, like racquetball. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. The courts that they play in. So we would take, say, three eight point fives or three no stings, three foam balls, three cloths, whatever I have. We bring it to those courts and we'd play uh, two on two and three on three. Huh.
0: Okay. And that's kind of how you stay. Um, I don't want not say relevant. But that's how you stay like competitive with with these other ball types.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In a racquetball court. Yeah. I we used to practice um, in racquetball courts with eight point five, but this was like. 10 12 years ago before any of us had like real rockets for arms. Now I would I would not ever dare get into Oh the... I'm
1: it's been very often that I've been the only girl in the court because nobody else wants to come out to it. Like I've had rare times where there's three or four of us. But other than that it's usually like me, my dad, my brother, uh one of our friends, Connor, like it's just everybody's throwing hard. So it's kill or be killed basically. <laughs> so it definitely helps with for reaction time, that's for sure. Yeah
0: I'll bet. Yeah, that's uh I was gonna say I wouldn't be caught in the ring with some of these people with eight point five. Foam, maybe no sting, sure, but uh eight point five, no thank you. I yeah. want to uh I like being able to grip balls still and have you know, my fingers in one place. But um so what uh what was the most recent US US based tournament you've come to or, uh, or or event?
1: I went to New Jersey for the tournament that Colin and Abdul ran. Okay. The, i don't even i don't remember what it was called i don't know if it had like an actual name but it was a six on six foam tournament
0: and how'd you like that was that was it fun or I'm trying,
1: just, it was I a trying lot of fun on. uh <laughs> I, I didn't really favor being pulled into correct rules as much as i was but i understand because they they didn't really know like the wdbf rules set i guess but it was a lot of fun. It was very well ran, in my opinion. Um, they they call in yelling at everybody to get on the court when their games start. It was it was a lot of fun.
0: Cool. And what was the tournament before that? I'm trying to get an idea of like what your U.S. Uh, participation has been. So you had that one. You had the classic I last been, year.
1: I've been to Spring Fling, which was Pennsylvania in April, I think. Uh, I went to Sin City. I'm trying to think. Um, I was in Delaware for a week recently and did a couple of their drop-ins. I feel like I've been to more tournaments than I've named, but I can't think of them.
0: Yeah. And that's where like, not to creepy out, but I feel like you've been around a lot more too. Cause I just seen like, you know, Facebook posts and like dodgeball family. And it's like, Oh, okay. More, more Canadians are coming to play dodgeball in these events. That's pretty really cool. Um, Pretty sure I saw it Sin City at some point. Um, are you going to go to? This I was one?
1: at Sin City, definitely yes.
0: Yeah, Sin City's awesome. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to uh, this one in January or 2020s?
1: I will be, yes. Awesome. That's that's the goal.
0: <laughs> right, that's the goal so far. Uh, actually, didn't you just post? Like, aren't you available right now? You're, you're looking for a team, I think.
1: I I was looking for a um, the, an 8.5 team for the LGBTQ tournament, but I was picked up.
0: Nice. And had, have you played 8.5 before? I have. And what, what are your thoughts on 8.5? Um,
1: It's not my favorite ball type because I can't throw it to save the life of me. But uh, it's something that you get used to because it's basically at every single state's tournament that I go to. And if I'm going to travel that far, I might as well play in as many divisions as I can.
0: Yeah, might as well get your money's worth, especially if, uh, if you're coming from as far as you Especially for like Vegas, like you kind of have to just play everything, just
1: mm-hmm. taking. But it all. in Vegas, there's guaranteed to be at least one or two people on my team that want to throw it more than I do, so I can just roll it across the court. That's no problem.
0: Oh, there you go. Well, cool. Um, I think. So, I, one thing I want to ask is like, just kind of going back to clock. You said eight point five is kind of hard to throw, but like, how do you throw the cloth ball?
1: Um. So. The balls that we have, uh, I usually, and everybody makes fun of me for saying this, but I usually grip the nipple of the ball, um, the little rubber piece. I put my thumb like right up against it and I push it kind of underneath. And then I, my other four fingers grip the tag. Okay.
0: I mean, so I've heard that before and I, I, I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying that word, but I, I. The the few times I played, I, I was told like place your thumb there and press in and you'll get like just like the slightest give and you can kinda grip it like that. But um uh, I think if you can throw those things, you you should be able to throw like any other ball out there. Um I I absolutely just despise cloth. I hope it never picks up here in the States. But
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, just a blast that <laughs> ball. <there. laughs> but um yeah, it's it's one thing I just never understood. And then watching um the WDA uh, tournament last year with with uh, their worlds, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how well, people that was are. not
1: good. Yeah, I don't know not how people good. are
0: playing with this. Like, this is just whatever. I mean, you talking around... about New York, uh, yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yeah,
1: no, no, you won't get many arguments on that. Not a lot of us were very impressed with it.
0: So impressed with like how it was run, or the teams, or yes, all the above. <laughs> Got it. yeah and this is where i'm gonna start dancing around uh our issues with uh certain entities with the wda um when i look at wda events in like the uk it, it seems like a pretty solid production like oh man like why can't we get on their level um and i feel like we are now with the wdbf but like i don't i don't feel like i know enough of the ins and outs of the international aspect to really comment on it without sounding like a fool. So I'm going to slowly backtrack, but, um, I, I do know that I want, that's something I want to talk about with, uh, with others. And I think that might be what Alan's question was kind of alluding to, which we can kind of revisit when we get to his question, but, um, I guess we'll push pause on that one. But, um, what, what, uh. Let's kind of go back to just like your, your overall style. So, how would you describe like how do you how do you play? Are you like more of an aggressive player, or your thrower, catcher, all of the above, or how would you describe all yourself? All the
1: above. Um, I absolutely I'm god awful at dodging. I just I cannot do it. There's too much of me. I don't jump very high, and I'm very lanky and uncoordinated. So I usually try to take up a corner because I like getting in people's spaces. Nice. <laughs> and I'm I've always been counter happy. So I always look for an opening and just fire a ball in and hope for the best. Um, But if – so if I have – it all depends who I'm playing with really. Like if I'm in a corner and my dad's in another corner, we always move up to the line like every single time. Every single time there's two balls on our side, we always push the line. But if I'm with somebody that I know isn't as aggressive as me, I'll stand like a little bit in front but not too far. But if I'm on a team where – have like an overpowering roster or a stock team I'll just sit at the back of the court and catch and roll the ball off like I'm not gonna waste my energy if somebody else is doing everything for me
0: okay it's so kind of conservative but also you kind of just fit in where you fit in and not try to overexert yourself
1: yeah but I do prefer prefer being aggressive it's it makes it more fun
0: it does I mean it's better than just kind of camping on the back and just waiting for for something to happen
1: and I don't sweep, so there's no point in me being at the back of the court because every time I try to sweep, I end up missing the ball completely.
0: Uh, what does sweep mean?
1: So keeping the balls on our side. So if we have a wall and they throw against the wall, it bounces back, trying to block it on our side.
0: I don't know if that's... So we can
1: gain ball control.
0: I don't know if that's like a U.S. term. If like, I know what you're talking about, um, but I don't know if that's like an actual... Like, if somebody's ever actually named what that for act shagging. is. shagging? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean is like you're on the outside and, and bringing teams yeah. in for your players. But sweeping, like, that's that's literally what you're doing. You're kind of using your body as a broom to sweep the balls. Yes.
1: If you come to um, Canadian tournaments, you'll hear a lot of our teams scream the word sweep at our other players. It happens a lot.
0: And that is why I'm having an issue with the ball knee pads, because you guys are burning right through those, probably because you're sweeping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: connected another dot um
1: what like i said i don't really sleep but i still burn through my knee pads like no tomorrow
0: yeah you guys are uh you guys are pretty pretty intense but it makes sense now because i it's not to go on a huge tangent but i i, I do have like one out of every 10 pairs is, is just burnt to like to ash i'm like what are you guys doing where you guys playing on asphalt or like what is what's is yeah. happening here but uh yeah I, I get it now so that 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 makes a lot of sense. And I, I think I'm going to look out for that. Um, I'm watching Canadian based teams play. now, I was just looking for more active sweeping.
1: Yeah. There's been a lot of times where there'll be a player in the left corner. Like there's two people left and they're all throwing up the right side. You'll see the left corner found kind of nowhere and just slide on their stomach right across the court and just try to block all the balls to keep them on their side. It's happened quite a few times.
0: Oh, wow. I, uh, can only speak for myself but i I've, in all my years of playing I, i've never thought that was the thing um but it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense like if people throw themselves all the place just to get out of the way but like to intentionally stop those balls from coming that obviously that just makes sense but that, that's why that's why i'm actually kind of excited to, to talk about you know dodgeball with, with other people and and uh, other countries because i can get like another perspective um and, and more strategy so that's crazy that's, uh, yeah. I'm gonna look out for that now when I'm watching a uh, Canada like it. Like I said, sweeping. Huh. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Do you have any? Uh, so one question I kind of started adding was, um, did you or do you have any like role models? Um, at least growing up or or people that you kind of look look up to. My dad. Nice. Uh, I would ask why, but I imagine just because he's competitive and.
1: Well, both of my parents actually because they've uh, always always proven the saying if there's a will there's a way kind of thing.
0: Nice. Um, let's see. Do you have a pregame ritual? Ritual? Ah, ritual.
1: Um, tossing a ball at a wall. I get so For every tournament that I'm in or every even league play, I always find the strongest thrower on my team and I get them to throw at me from half court.
0: Just full force or like slow build or
1: no, full force. Even if I'm if my face is in front of it, I don't care. I I always get them to throw at me.
0: Yeah, that'd be a quick way to get to, to wake you up and get the body going, so Yeah. Um That's interesting. But probably more effective than some of the other stuff I've heard, um, in terms of pregame rituals and superstitions and whatnot. But, um, do you have like a a specific song that you play to get amped up or like, do you listen to headphones as you're warming up or does music play a role at all? I don't,
1: I don't listen to music when I'm warming up because I have a very bad habit of knocking the earbuds out of my ears because of how I throw. So I normally just, focus. I just tunnel vision, ignore everything else while I'm warming up. Nice.
0: Yeah, I've done a few times with like um, like with my headphones, like try to throw and I rip it out of my ear and it was like, well, yep. I just popped an eardrum. I'm not going to, I can't be doing this anymore. <laughs> <So> <laughs> kind of that feeling. Um, let's see. I think we got some of the preliminaries out of the way because um, there's definitely some crowdsource questions I wanted to get into um so i'll go ahead and go into those and um Hill asked us a, a question that's very similar to what i usually say towards the end so i'll, I'll revisit that one markel <clears throat> uh but he also asks what are your most clutch plays so do you have anything that kind of comes to mind uh to date that you can recall or
1: um i would say so i have one from new york last year um I was right up at the line because apparently I enjoy putting myself in uh, stupid situations. So I was right up at the line and I threw and I, of course, missed. And somebody rushed at me and threw and I caught her. And then another girl rushed at me and threw and I caught her and that ended the set. Nice.
0: So you had a nice, quick, like, bam, 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 over.
1: It was a panic. It was definitely self-preservation. All I was thinking was, please don't hit me in the face. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that worked i guess um they didn't that didn't happen other, so. other
1: than that i just sin city last year um when i was playing with uh all by myself and no sting i think there was maybe two of us left and i caught two in a row to bring our team back and i was, was pretty happy with that
0: so were, were you guys the ones that were like singing all by myself uh, every team chant
1: that, yep that was okay
0: us. yeah i remember hearing that
1: with Ashley and Cody and a bunch of other people.
0: <laughs> yep, so do you know um, Ashley and Cody pretty well, like people in the north? Like do you see them often or do you get do they go to I, you I all, don't or? see
1: them often. I've spoken to them here and there. It's more of a whenever I see at a tournament kind of thing.
0: Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Markel also asks, um, can I get a jersey? Like that man. If you buy one. That man and his jerseys. So what, what jersey would he be asking for?
1: um well it all depends on if any of my sin city teams do jerseys anything like that because like i said i don't play for any solid teams right now
0: gotcha so he's more like supporting um supporting you the player not so much the the team that you're on yet or maybe both
1: um i guess
0: yeah he um at Elite Nationals uh, this year, this past year, I sat next to him at the Ball State booth, and he just had, like, I, I kid you not, like, 20 jerseys, and he was just cycling through them, just wearing one jersey, like, on the hour, every hour. Um, that man was in his <laughs> jersey, so I'm sure he'll, he'll get one eventually. Um, Finesse, the dodgeball team, asks, um, what is your most memorable dodgeball moment?
1: Um. I got to play with my dodgeball idol in a 2v2. We didn't win, but we came second, and we did pretty well.
0: And who's Um, your dodgeball idol?
1: Ashley Cook, 100%. Oh, wow. Okay. 100%. And then I got to play with, like, Cody Foley, uh, Tad, uh, a couple of the Canadian players I've always wanted to play with, like Claire Curry, uh, Dennis, Joey, I got to play with like a big mashup of people that I've always wanted to play with in Sin City last year and it was probably the most amazing experience I've ever had. Nice.
0: Yeah, Sin City's I mean, it's just always a good time. Um I don't think in you know, all the times I've gone, people have taken it so seriously where it's not fun, but they they just mix a good amount of fun and seriousness so that it's competitive and a good time all around. You get to play with people you don't normally get to, so
1: yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year.
0: Same, yeah. It's uh, it's always a good time. They they put on a really awesome event. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they actually had a couple other questions, so um, and there it looks like there's happening to some of the ones that I use in the later on in the podcast. But that's fine. We, we go ahead and cover those. But um, what inspires you to keep playing dodgeball?
1: Um, how, how much it's grown since I've started? How much it's improved?
0: um so like just because um i want to say because it's not ever changing but just because like you said it just keeps developing it it keeps your interest like you're not you don't see yourself retiring anytime soon or or losing the passion for it
1: um i've i wouldn't say that like I've, i've had the thought of going back to maybe soccer or volleyball but i don't think i would ever stop traveling out to the states for those tournaments they're always very exciting.
0: Gotcha. The reason why I was kind of like hesitant because there's a there's another question that I usually save towards towards the end, but since we're kind of on that subject, um, I'll go ahead and, and ask that one. That is, um, is there anything in particular that you want to achieve in dodgeball, and uh, what pushes you to get better? So you kind of said like you like that it improves, <clears throat> you like the memories, but is there something that you just that you want to achieve before you you walk away?
1: Um, I want. A national medal from Team Canada. I just, I don't care if it's cloth. I don't care if it's foam. I just want a medal that says I, I did it. Like I was part of that. And um, I would like to take part in one of those combines for the Team America choosing. I would very much like to play in one of those eventually.
0: Now, how would that wink, work? Wink,
1: wink. Nudge, nudge.
0: Yeah, would you? I Would you be eligible to play in the combine? Like, you just want to play in it, or do you want to be considered for selection for Team Uh, USA?
1: That was me dropping hints at me possibly moving to the States.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, sometimes it's uh, the obvious (laughs) spelled out for me, but uh, interesting. Um, Can we talk about that a little bit more, or is that still kind of just up in the air?
1: Um, It's definitely something that I've been looking to do, definitely. Um, I've looked into a couple different places, but nothing is for sure yet, but I am hoping to, uh, move myself over that way soon.
0: Hmm. Well, that'd be awesome. Um, I want to probably just a little bit more, any, any states in particular looking at, like, do you want to stay in the North area or like Northeast or?
1: I was looking at Minnesota Minnesota and, um, New Jersey was, temporarily on the list but then I went and found out that I can't turn left at any light so
0: yeah um I can't really talk smack about New Jersey I just know that people do all the time and I just like being in the southwest our traffic rules and streets make sense here so <laughs> I'll I'll leave it at that out of consideration for all the people that listen and that are in the east I won't uh, I won't talk smack about your but your homeland, but, um,
1: I, I loved visiting. I absolutely did, but I did not like that. I could see where I'm going up in front of me on my left, but I have to drive in a circle to get to it.
0: <laughs> this doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. I've been to, uh, i I've ever been so far has been Boston. And, uh, that was just a nightmare. Just driving there was ugh. like I said, I like my roads to make sense. Um, I <sighs> like to go where I want to go. But, um, well, that's cool. I mean, hopefully it works out if that's, you know, what's best for you and hopefully we'll see you in the combine one of these days and, or, uh, you're able to compete for that national medal, but that's, it's always good to have something to, to drive for. But, um, the other part of their question, going back to finesse was if you could play dodgeball anywhere in the world, um, where would you go?
1: Twin cities, dodgeball, any of their tournaments, any of their events, anything. I have always wanted
0: to and that one is like april time frame i think i have no idea <laughs> I, think yeah, I think it's earlier in the year um that's been on my radar for the past couple of years looks like it's a pretty awesome event um i am terrible at foam so i've been very reluctant to even attempt to think about going there but um that, that's something i want to do also um plus i'm getting to know like cody and, and tanya and all them a lot more so kind of like you were saying like you want to go to these tournaments where you can um play and hang out with you with uh, all these awesome people so um anywhere in the world huh and in twin cities not uh mm-hmm. any of the other countries out there yet but um all uh, Sergio Leone asks, uh, and he just he just like lit up some of these questions here. How does it feel to bless our timelines with epic memes? So I'm glad he said that because that's something that's kind of saving for this portion. Um, when a friend requested you, uh, my my meme count just blew up. Usually Tyrell Haynes is the one that's supplying the memes lately, but my God, are, are you are you are you just like a prolific meme generator or what, what's what's that about?
1: Um, the actual reasoning behind why I share so many memes and posts in general is because um, I don't talk to anybody on Facebook. So it's basically used for me to just spam everybody's feed to make sure they know I'm still here.
0: Nice. Well, I mean, it's it for completely selfish reasons. It, it works for me. I mean, it's I love living my memes and it's it's hilarious cracking up to some of these stuff and the uh, <laughs> the shock fact. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. Um, my goodness i i caught wind of some of the battles between you and and uh uh tyrell i was like did they hate each other like what is what is happening here and i kind of just like oh no i wanted to do that that homer simpson like disappearing into the bushes meme but i was like well i didn't really say anything so i have no idea i'm watching this but uh i'm, I'm gonna back out now because this is getting this is getting pretty pretty heated but i'm assuming you guys are our friends right this isn't like some oh yeah of...
1: no we don't hate each other i love tyrell
0: okay <laughs> that was uh that was interesting but um so to build off Sergio's question is whose memes or savages or savageness makes you laugh. So is there like a equivalent to you out there? My own. Your own. Nice.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Um I don't know if I'm going to get this one right, but he asks um how does it feel to be like Wu-Tang, ain't nothing to F with?
1: What does that even mean?
0: I don't know. I and mean, that, that's uh I'm going to see Sergio in the next couple of days but like what are you what are you even talking about, guy? with this i think he just (laughs) means uh you're probably not somebody that people want to mess with
1: um so i would guess i wasn't aware of this i wasn't aware of this
0: yeah i'm gonna ask if sergio was uh inebriated when he was asking that one she would a message like what are you talking about man um oh this is kind of relevant because it's as at the time of this recording it's the 30th so halloween is your favorite holiday is that true what is your favorite halloween themed movie
1: um it's a toss-up between nightmare before christmas which is like christmas and halloween and uh the halloween town movies i've watched them since i was a kid halloween town
0: you know i was playing sound really bad i was expecting like hocus pocus because i think that's like everyone's favorite but halloween town
1: i only watch that if i'm forced to watch it
0: really i saw it once as a kid and I don't I don't get it. Maybe I need to watch it again, but I don't I don't get the hype. But yeah, *Twitch their own. Halloween town. Is that live action animated or what is that?
1: It's uh live action I think, if that's what I'm thinking of. Yes.
0: I've never heard of that. Halloween town. I'll have to Google that later. Is it oh, is it Disney? It's Disney got it okay moving on um not a, okay Sergio. this is the last one not a question but you're a real one and I got your back so let's get thanks
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah Sergio I mean I love trolling you on here but uh yeah he's he's a good person he's a good friend to have have your back but um so this is kind of where I was Kind of, conf- com- not confused, but curious as to what uh, this might mean. So Jenny Hodge asks, uh, what happened with Team Canada? She didn't really elaborate, so I don't really know.
1: I think she's talking about why I'm not playing for Team Canada this year, because I was invited, but I declined my invite.
0: And this is for this this cloth. coming Worlds. Oh, for cloth, yep. okay. What um, Can you talk about that a little bit more, or...?
1: I just wasn't in the books for me. I didn't have, uh, I didn't have the money for it. I wasn't in the right mindset for that type of thing. So I just decided to take a step back and watch from the sidelines.
0: Gotcha. So being able to, when you, when you listed like what you want to accomplish and being able to earn that national title, like that, that's something that's within your scope already. Then like you haven't had issues being scouted or identified as a as a good player. You've already kind of had. That opportunity like maybe not present itself but just be there
1: um kind of it it all depends on what tournament i'm at and uh like i said it depends on the area i'm in because some people like playing with me some people don't like playing with me some people are fans of mine some people are not hmm. so when it comes to voting it's it's a toss-up <laughs> Gotcha. When it comes to getting picked up for teams. It's also a toss up.
0: Okay. But yeah, I mean, the way I interpret it is like, all right, it it doesn't seem like that's like, I'm just going to terrible example. Like some, pe- some people will say, Oh, I want to play on, on team USA someday. And it's like, mm, you're gonna have to work really hard versus you in your case. where It's like, it's, it's kind of more of a circumstantial thing, but the, the talents there, the abilities there.
1: I appreciate that
0: for sure. Um, a more important question, Justin Bosch asks, when will you join Elite?
1: Uh, I was supposed to play last year, but the money wasn't there, so I had to back out last minute, which um, I'm sorry to my teams once again. <laughs> um, it's it's possible for this upcoming season. It's it's a big maybe, but I'm leaning towards yes.
0: Do you, um, again, speculation, like are you, what do you know what region you might lean towards east east yeah i mean that makes sense if you're if you're that close to the new york area but then north might not be too far but um any reason is it is it because of proximity or just you're you're privy to one region versus the other
1: just because of who's approached me so far
0: oh okay you know, we covered a speculation shakeups episode uh just released today actually talking about potential moves. Are you able to talk about that at all or do you want to keep that secret for now?
1: Uh what do you mean?
0: Like who who's approached you?
1: Um I've I've had a couple offers and that's that's all I can say right now because I haven't confirmed with anybody yet and I really don't wanna give it away.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh Justin, he and I were talking about like some of the, the changes that are happening here um, on the west, and on the east side. So I, I just I'm in that gossip mindset hmm. still, but uh, I'll move on. Um, Rob Hometown asks, uh, let's see if I can break this up because it's kind of lengthy. So he says, um, being a young athlete, uh, do you find it more important to beat your more veteran players, or to learn from them as you go? And then he,
1: um, so when I first started, I tried to pick up on what the more experienced players were doing but it never really worked like a lot of them just stand they stay very you know upright and i like being closer to the floor so i at first i tried to i tried to follow in their footsteps you know like hey you're the best in the league like what do you do that's so awesome that makes you so awesome but it's just different people so none of that worked out i ended up getting my bell rung trying to Mimic a move that I saw, so it's it's kind of uh, more. I want to see who I can beat and how badly I can beat them. Now, <laughs> that's kind of the the goal now.
0: Yeah, he uh, he later says, uh, "I'm sure it's a little of both in your case." Um, and he says, "But in your experience, did you take advantage of the more experienced ones around you, or did you have a mindset of the future is here, step aside?" So, are you leaning towards? Yeah, the ladder now like the future is now. Get out of my way.
1: Um, no, not really. I I enjoy playing against the players that have been around longer than I have. It's a lot of fun to play against the people that were at the top when I first came into it versus now. It's it's satisfying for for the simple way to put it. It's definitely satisfying playing against them, but it's uh I'm trying to climb my way on the totem pole.
0: Gotcha. That's funny. I wonder where he you... I mean, Rob's been around about as long as I have. So he's he's seen a lot of like me, a lot of people come and go and people develop from complete newbies to killers. So
1: um, yeah, Rob's a great guy.
0: Yeah. Well that's you. He's he's a great guy and I love his lyric Friday. If you're listening to Rob, keep doing it. But um yeah, he, he he's all about like developing um, younger athletes as he as he puts it and just seeing them flourish so but um kind of like what you said about like not being able to conform to what other people are doing like y- you find something that works for you and you just kind of got to stick with that um, you can emulate and mimic some certain players but some things just aren't going to work out because you're not that person so in your case you know getting your, yeah. your bell rung trying to do something that just isn't your style but uh, i mean everybody kind of comes into their own after some time um Kyle might have covered this one already, but, um, Kyle Harkin says, um, of all the places and tournaments you've played in, which place has been your favorite and why?
1: Um, I'd probably say sin city because first of all, there's a lot of drinking involved, which is always great. (laughs) Um, second of all, it's, it's so well run. I have never seen a tournament that's so such a well-oiled machine, just the way that, jake mason has it going is it's amazing absolutely blows any tournament i've been to right out of the water for sure
0: yeah they it's i mean jake says like i do productions and it's a great production like you you go in there and you already just feel that energy and then the fact that they're able to manage like just that enormous amount of teams and divisions all into two days and have it be efficiently run is awesome and then they've got the music and they just have like that just that festive feel but again it's still something that's done very seriously and very well so it's uh it's still an awesome event so huge kudos to uh, to jake mason and everyone that runs that but um yeah, i can definitely see like that would be your, your favorite i mean we kind of talked about that earlier and then Even the
1: social aspect is enough to bring me back
0: yeah, and the social aspect. And then as you said, you know, there's you can partake in libations and, and enjoy yourself that way too, which I'm I'm sure ninety percent of the players out there do, so it just makes it all that much more fun. Um what do you, what do you think of Vegas? Do you like going there? Just to that city?
1: I love going there, but I'm not happy not being legal.
0: <laughs> uh how old are you by the way?
1: I'm nineteen, so I'm legal where I am, I'm not legal where you are.
0: Gotcha. Oh man, yeah. So you got a couple of years still before you can actually, I guess, fully enjoy Vegas outside of the gym.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, you got so much dodgeball left. That's awesome. Um. Let's see, and this is the one where I we, I we kind of talked about previously, but um, we're going to come back to this. Uh, Canada scope but um, Alan Thomas says uh, what are your thoughts on the divide between the national teams in Canada and the legitimacy of each and how each organization has treated you so pretty loaded question there Um, as I've said I don't really know too much of what's going on uh, with Canada Um, I've caught rumors of not rumors but just like whispers of some kind of division Um, I mean you have two international Uh, organizations the WDA and the WDBF so naturally there's going to be some kind of division at some point whether it's um um I don't want to say malicious but whether it's like you know good natured or not you're just going to have some kind of split but um is that something you can kind of talk about or um do you have like an experience uh, to draw upon for that or what's alan talking about here
1: uh I'm not exactly sure what he's looking for but um Having participated in both of the national teams at some point, I, I think for the, the team that they're looking for, the talent that they're looking for, the outcomes that they're looking for, I think they're both being ran perfectly fine. Of course, there's always some fine tuning that any um, organization could uh, stand, but. Overall, they're both very well-run, especially WDBF. They are a very well-oiled machine. The coaching staff is amazing. Um, The practices are killer, but (laughs) very helpful. And uh, our WDA organization is still a growing organization, so there's, there's a lot of room for improvement, but in the short amount of time that they've had to develop it, as far as they have, it's definitely impressive how far they've come in the short amount of time that they've got
0: gotcha and um so obviously like my, i might have said it earlier like we we here in the states have our have our thoughts and opinions on some of the entities regarding the wda but it's still um an organization i don't really know that much about so before i say anything that i don't mean um I figure out how to phrase this question um is there like a and, and this is just obviously your your opinion or from your perspective but is there like a taboo where if you play on one team like say you play for wdbf do you get flack for playing for wda and vice versa or are they pretty much working cooperatively like you said there might be a merger but is, is there some kind of
1: taboo on doing both uh not to my knowledge i WDF is pretty accepting of somebody being on both national teams. Like uh, 2018, we had uh, Veronica Berry, or Veronica Baird, actually, I should say. Um, she played for Team Canada Cloth and Team Canada Foam. It's kind of a, a personal choice, to be honest with you, whether you carry on with both. Neither organization really has an issue with it, huh. but practices definitely um, they clash quite a bit.
0: And is that just because you, you, it's, like, around the same time frame and you got to pick one or the other to stay... On
1: the exact same day at the exact same time.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll make it hard There's for... There's
1: been a, a, a couple of times where that's been the case.
0: I see. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that's fair. I mean, you can... If you're going to commit to a national team, like, it has to be 100%. It can't be one or the other, especially if you're are left with, like, am I going to practice with, with this one or that one today? Like, you can't really that's not really fair to your teammates so I can kind of see that but um that's that's definitely something I wanted to get to know more as I've said um but yeah Alan if you want to clarify come at me and maybe we can kind of talk about something more I won't say high level but just kind of dig into it a little bit more because as I said there's there's a U.S. one that I want to kind of talk about but not uh not in this interview (sighs) I want to keep that kind of centered around you so I think that's all I had for the crowdsource questions. Um one of the things I wanted to ask you, maybe it's too soon to ask, but I'm just curious, is is there anything that you're looking forward to post-Dodgeball? Like you you kind of mentioned that you're already a very competitive person, it runs in your family. Um hopefully it's not gonna be for a while, but what do you see yourself doing after dodgeball said and done?
1: Um recovering. <laughs> <laughs> definitely recovering I'm looking forward to not having bruises all over my knees and my elbows every single day and I'm looking forward to the um the friendships that are have yet to be built and the uh the name that I haven't quite finished making for myself nice
0: that's that's kind of a uh, I't say poetic but I, I like that like it, it's yeah, you're, you're 19 you've got as i said you've it's, it seems like you would have just playing a dodgeball still and with the amount of improvements that are happening um and continue to happening and, and how fast they are happening too, like just coming from you know my, my perspective of watching this grow from like horribly run tournaments to what we have now um in the span of 14 years versus you looking at the last three how quickly things are, have been moving up like it just seems like there's so much more to look forward to so i kind of like what you said that's that's awesome um definitely probably a little too soon to to talk about that but uh i mean do you see yourself playing some kind of sport like do you feel like you're gonna be active your whole life or you know once you're done you're just kind of done playing sports
1: um well i've always wanted to go back to soccer so maybe maybe that'll be a thing because i don't see myself playing dodgeball for crazy long I feel like it was just, like, a couple of years, you know. Right. He'd go to every tournament that I've ever heard about, you know, do all the things that I've put on my, you know, bucket list for dodgeball. And then after that, there's not really much left.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's, uh, again, just knowing a lot of people that have stepped away from the scene, they, they feel like they've got their, their fill and it's time to, to move on to other things. And that's just part of the whole dodgeball cycle. So makes plenty mm-hmm. of sense if you – get this stuff out of the way then yeah it's time to move on but um so uh I interviewed a friend of mine Chris Bell who speaking of retiring and and checking off all their their lists um he added some questions that I thought were kind of kind of good and I'm not sure this is again this is just your opinion but um and this can kind of help me also understand like the scope of, of Dodge Mall Canada but um the question is, do you think, or why do you think dodgeball is still mostly unknown and an unacknowledged sport? But that's coming from the U.S. perspective. Is is dodgeball, like, pretty well known in Canada? Like, do people say, oh, you play dodgeball just like the movie? Or is it, like, a staple now?
1: Oh, no. It's, what do you do as a hobby or what do you do as a sport? I say, I play dodgeball. And they go, can you dodge a wrench?
0: Oh, geez. So you get that too, huh?
1: All the time. Yep. Yeah. No, um, I think it's still unknown and unacknowledged because people think of it as a high school sport. They think of it as elementary school. They think that you take a bag of balls, you dump them in the middle of the floor, and everybody goes nuts. Nobody actually takes the routes, which isn't totally wrong. Right. (laughs) But – they still think of it as elementary school like every single time you bring a brand new player into dodgeball they'll go oh i've played it before i played it in grade seven um no it's a lot different it's so much different and nobody's really taking the time to experience it
0: so these people are like uh, oh i've i've oh, good."
1: Yeah, well it's just i was the best in elementary school so why do i need to do it like no but how are you no. going to build a sport that's with all the same people if you don't Expand on your on the crowd you're bringing and how are you going to build it?
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's like, um, just I don't know if you heard this, but like, oh yeah, I I, you know I I play baseball and so therefore I'm a fantastic dodgeball player and then they come in they just get they get wrecked and they're like,
1: oh man, I love those (laughs) kinds. I played (laughs) softball for twelve years, so I have the fastest throw ever. And then they come in, they don't even know how to hold a dodgeball.
0: Yep even after all my years of playing that is still very satisfying to watch because it's just like okay it's something i don't want to see people get broken down it's just i like to see that perception of dodgeball being easy get shattered so that way they come back and play more and then they realize there's uh there's a lot more to it than there's you know, a learning you curve to it yeah there's a learning curve to it it's not um it's not elementary school anymore and it's definitely not the movie and it's uh I was kind of deflated when I heard you say, like, oh, you, you get the same, like, oh, if you can dodge, like, you get the same thing, sound bites, like, like we've all been getting for, for years now. But, mm-hmm. oh, well. Um,
1: well. We get that. And sometimes we get people that go, oh, really? That's so cool. And then they ask for info on it and, oh, you have drop ins? Well, maybe I'll come. And then they never come. So,
0: yeah. I've noticed lately, um, I don't get the, oh we play dodgeball just like the movie as much anymore i get the um oh that's awesome i didn't know that people play dodgeball and then he quickly try to show them a clip of you know elite or wdbf or or even some of the um the wda clips that were shown on espn and they're like that looks intense and it's like yeah it is like it's it's a it's a pretty big deal now um so i mean it's 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 slowly getting there but um yeah i totally feel you on the uh the collective eye roll and sigh when people reference the movie, but, um, what, uh, what do you think in your opinion, um, what can the dodgeball community do to help grow the sport? So, um, it, it, from the outside, it, it sounds like Canada's pretty big. Um, it seems like they're pretty well organized, but, um, just from your experience, like, what do you think that are, what are the things that we could do here in the States to help grow or that have worked that you've seen?
1: Um, Well, both Canada and the States, any country can do what I'm like the following, which is stop, stop being so closed off. You need to welcome help from the outside community. Like if somebody offers to help at a practice or if they offer to, you know, merge to organizations like they they need to stop being at each other's throats like there's always at least one person that's just no i did this all by myself and i don't want help and you, ca- you can't there's no way to grow a sport or bring dodgeball to light if you if you aren't welcoming to anybody else like if you're just like this is my community and that's it
0: you know in a weird like, way oh good
1: in, in malaysia isn't it you play on one team or the other, like either you play foam or you play cloth. I'm pretty sure that's what I was told and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not wrong, which I don't think I am, that's, that's a pretty ridiculous rule. Do you want to play on both teams? Why not? If you're good at both, both uh, dodgeball types, why not? You're helping your country bring in more than one medal. What's the problem with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like, in, in an almost weird i hope this doesn't come across bad but in, in a weird way it it sounds kind of reassuring that the same issues that we have in the states are are experiencing canada where it's like this this is my program this is my organization this is the me 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 i'm oh, gonna hold sure. everything super close to my chest mentality and that is very detrimental jet very detrimental to the sport um since this is the third time i brought it up but just the issue that we have with the WDA is with one particular individual who is very, very like that. Um,
1: oh, I've heard. <laughs> right. And,
0: and we'll, we'll get into, I this. is The last time I'm going to tease it. Cause I, we're going to record this uh, next week, but um, we're going to just address those issues in a uh, coherent manner, but it, it's, it's the, the fear of letting that type of mentality continue and progress that, that we're all afraid of. But it's still that causes... mentality
1: can absolutely destroy an entire organization with ease because as soon as your players see you acting like that, nobody's going to want to play for you. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to contribute their money to it. Nobody's going to want to have a part in that. At least I know personally, I have no interest. I have none. If the leader of whatever team or organization I am playing with is more. You know, this is—it's my way or the highway, and not open to any constructive criticism. Nothing like that. Then, what am See, I here yeah. for? If you're—if you're not going to change it, how is it? If it's not working for you, and you're not going to change it, how are we supposed to grow?
0: Yeah, it's nobody's very...
1: going to take us seriously if we're just being stubborn.
0: Yeah, and like it's dodgeball isn't something that's like patented. Like I can't—I can't say you can't play dodgeball because I said so like, no, there's nothing stopping you or somebody from creating their own league like tomorrow. And if you love dodgeball, you're going to go to where it's at. And so the idea that you can fight over these players and these teams and this interest is, is absurd. And, um, I've seen that happen so many times over so many different, you know, organizations on the city level, state level, and, uh, even, on the U S based level. And it's, um, it's just very, very detrimental. And it's kind of cool to hear that, um, at least in, in, in Canada, that there really isn't that much of an issue if people play for the WDA or the WDBF, obviously the practice being one of those, but you know, for the most part, um, those players aren't looked upon as like pariahs or nobody's like calling them traitors or anything like that. I think that's something we still got to kind of work through. And I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see how that's going to look next year. Cause that's when, um, the next world cup is going to be. But um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's probably one of the biggest, I would say, maybe mo- like most obvious things to help grow the community, just to stop fighting with one another and just share the sport as much as you can.
1: That's why I'm so excited about this merger. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm very very much looking forward to seeing how this plays out for sure. I think it's going to be helpful to both sides, WDBF and WDA both.
0: Yeah, I mean, just utilization or sharing resources, uh, you stop the fighting, you stop the, the contention, and you just, yeah, it, it just, just makes sense. And I'm sure if you look at any sports organization like the MLB, NBA, uh, NFL, they had competing uh, organizations at one time where they probably fought the same battles, fought over players. Obviously, you know, we have social media, so we're very more tuned in they were at the times but i'm sure it was there and once that crap was done you know we have these massive sports organizations that we have now so hopefully it's just something that comes in time but um definitely hope that's within my lifetime at least with with playing just so i can kind of you know see it from from the outside but um i think the last question um well i got two more actually but um the other question that was added was um what do you not like about the current state of dodgeball, if there's anything, um other than the you know, like the infighting, like is there anything else that you would like to see changed or just from your your opinion and your experience?
1: Personally, I would absolutely love it if more of the American players came to Canada to play. I think they bring an entirely new level of competition that we have not yet achieved. And I don't mean that as a rude anything rude anything offensive because we have some phenomenal players here but i think when the americans show up it just it kicks everybody's game up a couple notches
0: nice that's cool Uh, obviously that's that's cool to hear and i um i I, i've heard of uh barry and i i feel like maybe that's probably something i need to experience just just once um and yeah just kind of travel more but I think, at least since I've started podcasting, I think I've seen more uh, U.S. players starting to go to Canada than I have in, like, the past five or six years. So, I mean, maybe that's not too far from the future. Maybe we'll see more more teams taking interest and more people traveling and, and you know, just checking out our, our neighbors and see what's going on up there. So, and then plus, um, like we were kind of talking about, like the, whole, like the whole sweeping thing, like there's there's probably stuff that we can learn from, um, from that as well. So it's always different when you bring in new teams that are completely, you know, outside your normal, you know, eight to 10 teams that you used to playing against. So that'd be a good change to see. Um, so one question I, the last one I have is kind of like a joke question, but I've been asking pretty much everybody this whole year. Um, if you had to choose between, uh, tacos or pizzas, what, what's your favorite um, food or what would you choose? Tattos tacos tacos on. fair um do you guys have good tacos out there in in canada
1: all depends where you go
0: yeah well i'll leave it at that team taco is uh, pretty much they've won this year i've uh, been keeping score so
1: there's a team taco team and their jerseys i want one so badly
0: yeah sean anderson he uh he started this whole controversy without oh I know I know
1: he <laughs> was like the number one thing on my newsfeed for about a month because of the team taco versus pizza yeah oh, debacle.
0: I like those kind of debacles if we're gonna have a, a contentious battle I like that it's around food and nothing that's actually going oh, it's, to hilarious. People. it's
1: hilarious it's yep. hilarious everybody gets so offended because somebody says team pizza and everybody's like wait what
0: what did you Why say are you the, here yeah they just start tagging their friends like can you believe he said this and then <laughs> yeah it's all it's all fun at the end of the day so um well cool i think that's that's all i have uh for now so i think we'll go ahead and end the interview there all right so that was uh sydney somerville um from canada i i'm so happy we had this conversation i was able to actually reach out and talk to somebody um that's outside of the u.s that's outside of the uh the west coast because i probably really clearly sound like I have no idea what is going on outside of the US and uh thank you so much uh Sergio Leon for for helping make that happen. Um I man, I I know I always say I have a hard time avoiding rabbit holes, but there's just so much stuff that I want to dive into um uh, with regards to just the whole layout of Canada and, and how dodgeball's run there, but I also want to keep this uh centered around Sydney. So um, what I hope this does is just open up uh, more opportunities for me to talk about Canada and get to know that better and just kind of just shed some more light, if anything, just for my own uh, selfish reasons, just to understand uh, how dodgeball is forming, what it looks like um, outside of the U.S. Uh, I know I always talk about like leaving the West Coast bias, even though sometimes I tend to gravitate towards that, but I feel like this is a great move towards um Reaching out, but at the same time, um, I'm sure there's so much stuff that I missed that I probably could have asked or should have asked. And for that, I ask that if you listen to this and have any feedback on how to better understand or portray the uh, the, the dodgeball scene in Canada, I, w- I would love to hear it, um, time permitting, as always. Um, and and subject-wise, I would love to know as much as I can about people that play dodgeball. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. So Sydney, thank you so much for hopping on so quickly and being willing to uh, kind of just, I guess, put up with my my ignorant questions. I really, I really hope I don't sound too uh, too in the dark, but uh, I really enjoy talking to you, and I I just think it's really cool talking to somebody with a completely different dodgeball experience and upbringing. And I just hope to do it more. So. Anyway, on that note, thank you so much for your questions, those of you that submitted them. And um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. So if you're still listening, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. snow huh because uh that's what i think of when we go north of the wall is john snow